Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yes, indeed, it's time for the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. My name is Reginald Datatula, joined alongside by Blake Elliott. Yes, Erski. We got Ross Lebensky on the ones and twos. Thank you, sir. And thank you guys for rolling with us on a Wednesday evening in the Metroplex. We got you till 11, as we typically do. Should be fun. Uh, we will be hearing from a friend of the program. Had to call her up because she has feet on the ground in Surprise, Arizona, covering your World Series champion, Texas Rangers, in uh, spring training. Her name is Kennedy Landry at MLB.com. We'll talk to her next segment, 720, thereabouts, uh, and get some, you know, some preliminary thoughts and ideas of what's happening in surprise. Uh, so it should be fun. Blake, how you doing today? I am having one of the best days of my life. Really? Okay. okay, I don't want to say that my life. I was about to say, like, you you put, you put laid that on strong uh, early. I, I'm having one of the best days of 2024. Just a real, real euphoric day. Got a lot of stuff done. It helps when we dip into the 80s. Oh, locally we- the, the weather Metroplex. was just phenomenal all day. Drove around, windows down, music running, running errands, getting stuff done. It was just one of those days. Getting stuff done is describes what you did today. It also describes what you imagine the Mavericks want in the second half, I guess, in that way. In the stretch run of the season, I always feel weird. Mm. Like, my brain can be a little too literal at times. I understand this because, especially in basketball, when they talk about second half of the season, I'm like, we are past, we, we are good. The break in the season. Yeah, What'd you say it was, like 27 games left? For the Mavericks, 27 yeah. games remain out of 82, which... That half is 41. That's well past yeah, half. We are, yeah, yeah we are, we're not at the half. But regardless, right, it's a stretch run of the season towards the playoffs. The Mavericks currently sitting, is that sixth last time I checked? Did they move to sixth? I thought they were seventh. Were they seventh? Okay, very good. That's that's where my memory is right now. However, look, look, they made some, uh, some trades, trade deadline. You got six games after the trade deadline, and they have won those six games. 
This team looked better in a very small sample size, but they want to get work done in the stretch run and give themselves an opportunity to go and contend and compete um, in the remainder of the season and then, of course, into the NBA playoffs. And with that being the case, I asked the question, which Maverick is most important to their success in this stretch run as there's some figuring out they need to do. There's some recalibrating they need to do. 877-881-1053. That's the truckwreck.com text line if you would like to get involved. Blake, who immediately jumps to mind for you when I ask you this question of which Maverick is most important to the stretch run success? Um, I think it's a great question. I I, I do want to... Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. I I, I do want to be up and honest that there is no perfect one answer because... If we don't say one person, and we're like, well, what if this person's hurt? Well, of course. We're well, assuming everyone's playing at their natural. And you know what? We'll get around to most of them. That's, yeah. that's how the segment works. We'll, we throw out a whole bunch of ideas, and eventually we've talked about all the people. We'll, we'll, we'll play them at their natural. The the guy that jumps out to me the, the most is P.J. Washington. And that might be obvious. It might not be. It's it's the piece that I think was very underrated in the trade of getting him. Because I know Gaffer put up the huge numbers and all that stuff, but with Lively being back in the fold and not being hurt, I know he's still probable with the nose fracture, um, but obviously with him playing and being healthy, we won't see as much of Gaffer. We will still see him just as much. P.J. Washington is going to be starting down the stretch, during the rest of these games, in the playoffs. Like He is going to be that guy. And for me, we kind of know what to assume with Luke and Kyrie, especially recent. P.J. Washington, if he can be that third scorer for you, I don't need 35 a night, but if he can give me... 15 to 18 a night, you know, an occasional 12, an occasional 20, but, you know, 15 to 18 a night, I think that's really nice for this Dallas Mavericks because I feel like they're still missing that third guy when Kyrie and Luka get double teamed, but someone they can really go get a bucket by themselves and not have to not have to be open because of Luka and Kyrie because there's going to be times where they're off the court. And I feel like if P.J. Washington takes that step and kind of what he was in Charlotte being a prolific scorer and now he's getting more and more comfortable, and then – Obviously, his defensive side of the ball. Right. I was surprised that you started with offense mm-hmm. as like a third scorer because I think that you could end up by the end of the season where he has not fully figured out mm-hmm. his offense to the point that you uh, – of like satisfaction for I, what I imagine is mm-hmm. Mass fan. Actually, let me not speak for Mass fan. For myself personally. Because I would love him to be a three-point shooter. At least spot up, you know, when Luke gets in the ball as Luke tends to do. However, he's not – I mean, you look at his numbers over his career. He's not been a great three-point shooter. A little bit below average. And yeah. so it might be a lot to expect him over the course of a couple of weeks to all of a sudden find it, even though he's going to get a lot of open looks and those types of things, right? Even with his open looks, his shooting percentage hadn't been great. That might be something that you need to expect over offseason and having the, the time to really develop that portion of it. The thing that he brings that is like – I that for me feels like the the – Front, like, you know, the top of his resume, like the key thing that you're going to list out when you're talking about P.J. Washington is defends other teams' best player, which is something this team hasn't had, particularly to the degree that P.J. Washington brings it for a while. What The last guy that you feel like has did that really comfortably, what, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith? Yeah, I was going to say Dorian Finney-Smith. And the thing now is you got him and Green. So if you match up against the Suns, let's just say, for instance, which we do tomorrow and then maybe in the playoffs, you now can I feel I feel pretty comfortable deploying Josh Green on Devin Booker, and you can go deploy PJ Washington on Kevin Durant. I'm not saying Kevin Durant's not going to score the basketball; he's still going to get his. But it, but it's not. I don't know. Russ. It sounded like he was saying PJ Washington's going to lock down KD. <laughs> I definitely heard that too. Thank you. Uh, but there you is a such thing as PJ. You know, PJ Jail. He's been he's been putting some some good players, the likes of Wimby, and then when he was in OKC versus Shea and all those guys. So he's done a good job defending these guys. And if he is someone that you can deploy on a team's best player, 
and hold them to right below their average or right at their average and then not just take over the game and also gives you a little bit of a scoring boost. Yeah. I think that's going to be the thing that puts this team over the top that I think the casual fans outside of Dallas Mavericks faithful, like you guys, of course, don't notice. They just kind of say, oh, PJ Washington, whatever. Like, he could be someone that all of a sudden Kevin Durant's not going off when you play them. And now you're just going Luka versus Devin Booker. And I and I would take Luka over Devin Booker as far as them going back for trading buckets. So PJ Washington can play a really integral uh, piece of this. I think he's the most important piece that's going to be the reason that they go far or don't go far in my mind is going to be the guy they acquired at the trade deadline from Charlotte and P.J. Washington. I like that answer. Good answer, Blake. As we continue, we turn it to the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. As I ask the question, which Maverick is most important to the success of this team down the stretch run of the season, which from the 214, 27.3 games is literally a third of the season. So there you go, right? through During the last third of the Mavs season in the NBA from the 918 and from the uh, 214, Luka Doncic. Yes. Like, yes. yes, obviously. But I think also there is the degree of clearly he's offensively, you know, the metronome of this team. He's the best player on the team. I think also like the defensive effort that he has shown is not something to be ignored. I got to, I, you, you know how I am like, right. I got to clap it up for my boy. And he what, has shown the effort. And what's funny is I think that I, I'm not necessarily as high on the defense that he has brought as some others, but it's Me. still, it's still worth noting. Mm-hmm. Right, it's still important, and I think that when you see the ways in which uh, Nick Angstat was just talking to the G Bang Nation about an hour ago, right? When you see the ways in which the entire team brings effort, Luka Doncic is a part of that, right? And we're starting to see it even when he, you know, usually it was when he would score. We're, I'm not saying it's an every time thing, but we're starting to see a little bit of Reggie even when he doesn't score. He's like, okay, let me let me lock in, play defense, to get the ball back. And so I think that when he's when he is locked in and focused. I think it gives all the other players on the team like no excuse mm-hmm. than to be locked in and focused. And they can be a solid defensive team. They can be a passable defensive team when that is the case, and then the offense can take over. I mean, so what, were they, what were they rated? I think they were the third-rated defensive team when they went to the Western Conference Finals with Brunson and Finney Smith and those boys. And I would say P.J. Washington can be your Finney Smith replacement. Obviously, we, we've had the Kyrie Brunson discuss a thousand times, but I'm saying the, the sum of the makeup is still there. I don't think it's improbable to be, hey, this team, when they really need to turn it up, could be a good defensive team. And we've talked about this in lengths and done segments on their defensive um, I think capability. The, the issue with that is if you're talking about the, the postseason, the postseason is less about what you can do and more about what you can't do, and then they start hitting pressure points, and that's when Kyrie, Luka Doncic, come here and dance mm-hmm. is going to end up being the things where the teams might match up Hunt, and then now they're putting Luka Doncic in ISO circumstances. Can you defend ISO consistently? Even if even if you're going to give some level of effort, are we going to kill your legs by doing that? But that's a whole that's 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 down the road. We don't need to think about that. Who are going to be the most important players down the stretch run? Uh, how do you like this for an answer uh, from the four six nine? Derek Lively being able to handle the bigs, and if there's some other people from the nine four zero mentioning another guy that you traded for. Uh, Daniel Gaffer, and some people are even going as far as just pairing them together. 100%. Which, do you feel like one, the other, both of them? How do you feel like uh, with that answer? I, I think, I think honestly, it goes kind of on Jason Kidd. Like, I'm saying both of them slash Jason Kidd. How Which, does Jason Kidd play them when you play against certain matchups? Is Derek, because I've talked about it, Derek Lively's a lot quicker laterally. He's younger. He can move around. We know that. Daniel Gaffer's more size, brute strength down low for your bigger bigs that are more traditional bigs. Yeah. 
if Jason Kidd manipulates the lineup well enough or when the other team's center and they're matching it, whether it's they're trying to stretch the floor and he puts Maxi out there, they're trying to play they're trying to play big and he has Gafford out there, or they're playing more traditional and he has Lively out there. If he manipulates that well and has the correct person on the court, then I think each guy has their pros and cons and Jason Kidd can put them in the correct situation. So I don't necessarily put it on one player because I think from what Lively is getting better every game we see. But for the most part, we kind of know what he is this season. Like, he's not going to all of a sudden start jacking up threes and guarding the one. Like, we know what he's good at this season. It might change next season. Sure. We know what Gafford's good at this season. We know what Maxie's good at. If Jason Kidd manipulates and does to their strengths the best that he can and puts the right matches out there, that's what I think will be most important when it comes to the center rotation. Yeah, you got to the answer that I ultimately wanted to deploy. I wanted to wait till towards the end of the segment. <laughs> so I didn't. No, no, no. It's cool. It's Because, it, I mean, on the truckwreck.com tech line from the 214, Jason Kidd yeah. is most important. He goes as far as to say, trust the young guys. Would love to see Omax as an X Factor. I don't think Omax has the seasoning yet. I think he needs some time. But I think one of the things that the trade deadline illustrated is Nico Harrison has done a great job over two, I guess, two like uh, major transition points is what I'll call them without, uh, for lack of a better term. You had last offseason, you had this trade deadline. Over those two situations, he's done a great job of flipping the team and getting, you know, trying to address as best as possible a lot of the weaknesses of this team. And more importantly, giving the head coach the groceries, so to say, to work with. Now it is up to Jason Kidd Kidd to cook, Mm -hmm. right? And so now that you have cards to play, are you going to play them in the right sequence? Are you going to play them in the right order? Are you going to play them to the maximum of their abilities? And so I think that now you're going to see more of these things fall on Jason Kidd in just like a general sense of you, you got basically not an entirely new team. You know what a lot of these guys are, but this is a new team. And so you need to do some figuring out of what what rotation works here, what rotation works there. When we want to go small, what's the best five for that, right? And that takes a little bit of poking and prodding. But on top of that, they people have questions about Jason Kidd and his ability to utilize his his team. Yeah. And so all of those things are going. He's going to have to step up in that regard, for lack of a better term. And so I think that that's going to be uh, the big thing for me. He's going to be the important factor of now you've got guys that can do these things. Are you going to put them in the right places? So it's Jason Kidd, and of course. The remainder of the coaching staff, all the other guys, Sean Sweeney, Jared Dudley, like there's a lot of people that you can mention. But Jason Kidd, I, I think that he's going to be the important one. I, I think another uh, good point was pointed out, I was going to get to this, but shout out to the Tolos for being ahead of the game from the ninth row. Don't overlook what Dante Axum can mean to this team once he's healthy. And I don't know if I want to put it all on Axum because it's we're after the all-star break and he is still um, out the game tomorrow against the sun so it seems like the knee is not obviously healed he's obviously not even probable or questionable he's still just out so i don't want to i'm more so putting it on that uh backup ball handler whether it be Jaden hardy whether it be dante exum i know kind of hard away in a sense um but that guy i think is gonna be really important when you come to these these playoff pushes and the playoff in general because luca and Kyrie love them they're not going to play the entire game like, there's going to be some splits where they are off the court. And we've seen when they're not on the court, the offense doesn't run as smooth, which is pretty pretty um, known with most teams. But some teams, you know, you have a Tyus Jones, like uh, a Derek White before he was starting with Boston. Like, they can really run yeah. the second unit and it can still keep going. And I think that's what Dante Exum did. He wasn't your starting point guard for a reason. Obviously, obviously he got slotted in to start at a little bit at the three. Injuries. Injuries. But I thought he was one of the a really good backup for us. And I think they're really missing that little piece for when Luka and Kyrie are on the court. Not a guy that can score, but a guy that can set up the offense, a guy that can control the pace, a guy that can kind of 
set up the different actions and not get out of control. Because I love Hardy, and I think Hardy might be kind of that X factor as well. Mm -hmm. But we've also seen moments where he gets a little excited, where he's dribbling off his foot, where he's kind of jacking up shots. He's gotten a lot better this last month. I think it's been one of his better months as far as efficiency has gone. He shot the ball really well, especially I think it was that OKC game. He was knocking down threes. Um, I, I that next ball handler is gonna be really important for me for when Luke and Kyrie aren't on the court. Who can who can set up the offense? I'm not talking about scoring the ball. Who can set up the offense? And I'm looking at Hardy or Exum. Obviously, Hardy was being young. Exum was being hurt. One of those guys got to step up into that role. Yeah, I think that that's a very fair point. As you you don't have, especially with Exum hurt, until he gets back, you don't have anybody that you feel really super confident about running the offense. You're still going to have the staggered minutes where Kyrie is there, and then those types of things. Uh, on the YouTube, Finesse on the YouTube said, Dwight Powell, it's important he stay on the bench. And I was like, that's not wrong. You didn't have to say it, but you're not wrong. I, but, love, I love Dwight Powell. Great guy. Great guy, right? And, like, and I, I'm, glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad the role he's getting now because I think he's getting a little less hate because everyone – Oh, buddy. Everyone acts like he demanded to start. And now that he's in his role as the third, fourth center, and he gets his cleanup minutes and he – I'd be clapping when he gets buckets. I know everyone loves to hate on him and make him punch him back, but I'm like, you know what? I'm happy for bro. He's he's doing his thing. He's got his goggles on there. He's trying his hardest. I don't think he is actively trying to be bad or try to hurt the Like He is trying his hardest. I would hope not, but yeah. <laughs> and people are like, oh, and I've, I've been guilty of this before. Like, oh, my God. And it's like, well, he didn't say, kids, start me or I'm leaving a scene. Like, he's not demanding that. We just had injuries and nobody else. So he was yeah. doing the best of his ability. I mean, the frustration, obviously, is just it's directed at him a lot of times, and maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe it should be directed at other places, but yeah. Um, and then finally, before we go, a few people have mentioned 2 4 number one, Kyrie has to stay healthy, but then also just the ways that this team, 9-2-9, says the Mavs are a way different team if Kyrie isn't playing. 100% agree. Um, We've seen how they looked this last month. The thing for me is he's going to be clearly going to be important down the stretch run because he gives you a different card to throw, especially in closing moments. And I think I'm not saying anything incredibly novel. He is almost even more important once you get to the playoffs. He's a playoff riser. Because sure. there's that. But then also now when you need closing moments, hell, we saw the Milwaukee Bucks just kind of uproot what they were doing to go get Damian Lillard. That is a closing situation. That is a, we need a guy to make sure that we can close out games. Luka Doncic clearly has some of that, um, but having a different type of closer in Kyrie Irving gives them a level of versatility I to finish out games. And I think that's was something that they needed. And clearly this is the first time that you're going to have an opportunity, I think, for him to showcase those things for your Dallas Mavericks. I mean, what do you do at the end of the game? You got to... <clears throat> You got to double somebody. If you don't double and you let Luka and Kyrie ISO for the game, I can almost guarantee you. I think they're if they're not one, they're top five in clutch teams in the NBA. When the when the game's within five minutes and within five points, they're yeah, either one or they're in the top five. Yeah, they've they've been legitimately one of, if not the best team. Like, what do you do in, in the play, especially in the playoffs? What do you sure. do? You make sure you you try and make sure it isn't in a clutch situation <laughs> yeah, um, the against these team. Mavericks, and so. I think ultimately one of the things as we go around and talk about the guys that we feel are going to be the most important Maverick down their stretch run is pointing to the different ways in which they have a lot of guys that can impact games. And so ultimately they're going to have to do that over the final 27 games of the season. that begins tomorrow evening at the AAC. Y'all better be in. there. Uh, I think one of their first tests of the new, you know, the new look Mavs, the Phoenix Suns come to town. Um, it'll be 6.30 a.m. or 6.30 p.m. rather. Ooh, That'd be a weird spurt. 6.30 p.m. on uh, TNT. Yeah. So there you go. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Just getting started.
on this Wednesday evening in the Metroplex. Coming up next, let's talk about your World Series champion Texas Rangers with our friend who covers the Rangers for MLB.com. Her name is Kennedy Landry. Kennedy Landry, and she's coming up next on The Fan. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Atatula here with you alongside Blake Elliott. Yes, sir. We got Ross Lebensky on the ones and twos on this evening. Thank you, sir, and thank you guys for rolling with us. Uh, coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll get you. We'll go around the NFL, talk about some of the big storylines in football today. But right now, we take you to the DNM leasing hotline. Uh, or via the DNM leasing hotline to surprise Arizona, where spring training for your World Series champion Texas Rangers is going on, and so we had to make sure that we got a, a conversation and got some, you know, eyes on the ground. She works for MLB.com. Wrote a really interesting piece earlier today about some pitching prospects who might be major league ready, and so I had to call her up, Kennedy Landry at Ken Landry on Twitter. Kennedy, how you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are y'all doing today? Doing well, doing well. Uh, excited to be able to talk to you about the Rangers because, I mean, there's been a lot of talk here and we're, you know, gearing up for this. But I, a lot of it for me ultimately boils down to I can't wait to see it. So you were able to be out there and get your eyes on some of the things out there. So this should be really fun. Uh, I, I'm, I'm excited, at least. Uh, no pressure <laughs> with that. But. <laughs> Uh, I guess let's begin here. Uh, the uh, Jordan Montgomery has been a lot of conversation because of the way that you have three guys that are going to be major rotation pieces that are injured until pretty far deep into the season. First of all, how tenable do you think this rotation as currently constituted, or at least as we project it to be constituted to break camp, how tenable do you think this is when it comes to just like its, its strength as a rotation in and of itself, and then the the viability of health for the amount of time that you're expecting the likes of Evaldi, Gray, Heaney, Dunning, Bradford to be able to carry this team? Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to have to work, quite honestly. I mean, when you're looking at this rotation, you have, you know, four guys, five guys, including Cody Bradford. You have two who kind of spin it, extended, not extended, but periods on the injured list last year and Nathan Evaldi and John Gray. And then, again, those three guys coming back later in the summer. So, you know, whether or not it is going to work, it's something is going to have to work out. Like you said, those three guys that I wrote about today are all on the 40-man roster, can be called up at any point. Um, it's not outside of the realm of possibility. We see the, one of those three sooner rather than later, whether that's performance-based, whether that's injury-based, whether that's, you know, any a lot of things can happen between now and opening day, between now and May even with um, any of this group. So uh, the, the Rangers, Chris Young, the front office obviously feel confident in the group that they have. Uh, it just seems like Jordan Montgomery's asking price is a little too high for what the Rangers have right now, and it looks it's the highest payroll in franchise history. You know, people are going to say like, "Oh, we're not they're not spending as much as they have," but you know, there's a lot of money on the books right now, so there's a lot going on. Uh, you know, start to finish here, um, and, and like I said, it's going to have to have to work until we get some of those um, they get some of those arms back later in the year. Uh, this is going to be very unscientific because I don't know how you put percentages on this, but like, what is what is uh, your kind of current feel on the viability or the likelihood that Jordan Montgomery, you know, ends up being on the Rangers this year? Because I mean, it seems like with his agent Scott Boris, sometimes this is just posturing with you know the team and Boris, and ultimately something will get done. Uh, do you have that feeling, or are you in a place where you're looking forward to this team without Jordan Montgomery? Yeah, I think at this point you're kind of looking at this team without Jordan Montgomery. It does seem like, you know, Scott Boris and not just the Rangers, but the entire league are, are kind of playing chicken with each other right now. Like who's going to 
who's going to blink first, who's going to do X, Y, and Z, uh, or, or whatever. So I don't know. It's very interesting. I think, you know, this, spring training has started. All of these teams who, you know, were in discussions with Jordan Montgomery uh, and Scott Boris and even uh, even Blake Snell, who also is a, a Boris client, you know, they they now kind of have to go in and at least appear confident in what they have and what they're doing. So you know, whether or not, you know, Jordan Montgomery signs with the Rangers or any other team, all of these GMs have to, you know, look like they're confident in what they're doing right now. So um, I think Chris Young has appeared confident. I don't know if he really is, but, you know, it looks like, this, you know, this is the group they're going to have going forward. He told the, the media to not expect really any more major acquisitions. That doesn't mean things can't change over the next week, but, you know, I think that's where we're going here. Kennedy, um, going to another spot, going inside the bullpen, what are kind of your thoughts on how the Rangers bullpen is c- currently constructed? Um, I, looking through kind of the depth chart, I didn't see as many left-handers as I think you would want to go into the season with. Do you think there's going to be any guys that we didn't see last year they are going to be in the bullpen this upcoming year, or do you think it's going to be um, uh, kind of just a makeshift group? Yeah, I honestly, I, I did realize there's not a lot of lefties on this uh, roster as there were last year, but uh, I do think it does feel like it's in a the bullpen's in a much better position than I get think it was at the beginning of last season, with especially with the additions of you know Kirby Yates who had a real great bounce back season. You have David Robertson who's been you know really good throughout his entire career. Honestly, I, I was kind of shocked that he had been in the league this long when the Rangers signed him. I was like, oh wow, he's like a little older than I thought he was, but he you know again a very uh, accomplished closer for much of his career. Um, and, you know, the, there are some lefties. I think Danny Duffy has a great shot to make this um, this roster out of camp. He's a, left, a veteran lefty coming off of a lot of injuries. He was rehabbing with Frisco last year, actually. So I do think, you know, this group, there's a lot of opportunities for a lot of guys in camp to, to make the roster. Bruce Boshi has been very honest and clear about what's going on here. Um, but it, it'll be very interesting to see how, you know, Bruce Bochy mixes and matches, especially with all of your high leverage options options at this point with Kirby, Robertson, Spores, and LeClerc are, are right-handers. I'm, I'm very interested to see how a bullpen wizard like Bruce Bochy will, will handle that. Yeah, we're talking to Kennedy Landry of MLB.com right here on 105 Through the Fan. Before we go any further, uh, we do have a person listening that wanted to ask, are you making a left or a right turn? in parks i should i turn that off <laughs> uh, I, I, I put the hazards on because i had to pull over i couldn't find a parking spot so i just you know put the hazards on for a second there we well, okay uh, so I'm, i i think you should keep the hazards on let's make sure that you're safe as you give us a little bit of your time um <laughs> but I, one of the things i did want to talk about um before as we continue on um you did mention the idea of the young the young pitchers at least in your piece earlier today that could end up playing into this because you're, you're right. They're going to have to make this rotation work. However, injuries happen in baseball. It's a long season, marathon, not a sprint, all those types of things. L- let's talk about the guys that you're looking at. You mentioned Owen White, Cole Wynn, and Zach Kent. W- which of these guys early on, and I understand we've seen about a week of these guys not even throwing to live, uh, live batters or whatever, uh, which of these guys do you anticipate maybe being first guy up to you know try their hands should it be necessary? that Bruce Bochy is going to have to call them into action. Yeah, I think Owen White is uh, kind of clearly the the next man up uh, when this all gets said and done. He made two relief appearances last year kind of just out of necessity. I wouldn't even say he was fully prepared for that last year, and he kind of got 
knocked around by the Astros in Houston, kind of unfortunate to for your second big league appearance in that kind of situation. Um, but he he had a big breakout season in 2022. Was one of the Rangers one of the best pitchers in the Rangers system at that point, and then kind of struggled a bit last year. His velo was down. He kind of just you know making the adjustment to AAA didn't fully um, translate for him. And I think he's in a much better place this year. He said he worked out at Tread in Charlotte um, with Dane Dunning over the off season and really you know put, he put in a lot of work to be able to get better, get stronger, get that velo up what, where he wants it to be. Um, and I, I think um, he's a guy I really have my eye on this this spring and going into the season for somebody who could really be a major contributor for this for this rotation, maybe even out of the bullpen if that's something that you know Bruce Bochy thinks he can do. Well, speaking of projections, I need you to make another one for me because that's our <laughs> favorite thing to do here. That's right. Um, the DH spot with Garver being gone mm-hmm. is obviously freed up, and there's been a lot of speculation about who could garner that spot, and it's been kind of up in the air that it might be within rotation of a couple players. Obviously, some names of Wyatt Langford have been kind of at the top of that list. Uh, Duran, who is somebody that you think might grab that spot? Maybe that we're not talking about, or do you think it's Wyatt's job to lose? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's Wyatt's job to lose. I think it's you know he has a, as much as a, a shot as anybody to win it. But uh, there's a lot of other guys who I think have, have just as much of a chance, or maybe even more so than him. I think I in my roster projection while we're talking about projections. Uh, I listed uh, Justin Foscue, 2021st rounder out of Mississippi State, as I think somebody who's really well suited for that role, especially with he has less defensive versatility than some of these guys. But, I mean, the, the dude can hit. He had more walks than strikeouts at AAA last year. He has a real ton of power in his bat. Donnie Ecker compared him to Buster Posey the other day. Um, not, you know, physically or like as he hits, but his demeanor and how he goes about his business in the cage. Uh, on the field and, and all of those things. So I think, um, you know, I think he gets lost in the shuffle with a lot of the Rangers' big-name prospects, like, you know, Wyatt Langsford, Evan Carter, uh, Jack Leiter, like these big names. But Justin Foskey has been as, as good of a prospect as the Rangers have had lately, and I think he's just kind of gone under the radar. Uh, and I think, you know, he's on the 40-man roster. He has a real, you know, fast track to it if he can, you know, hit his way to, to a starting spot. And to kind of pivot off of that, uh, going back to kind of Wyatt and Leody, where do you see Leody kind of figuring out on this? Do you think he is still one of the starters in the outfield? Do you think Wyatt pivots over there and you have Justin at DH spot kind of like you mentioned? Or where, where do you kind of see Leody kind of shaping out after all these roster moves? I mean, that's what we're in spring for. And I think uh, Leody hasn't done anything to, to lose that spot. Okay. Uh, it's, you know, quite frankly, he's been – in uh, a lead defensive center fielder, he you know he gets on base, he bats in the nine hole, he you know gets a production for the team, um, and I think you know if and when Wyatt Langford you know makes the de- his debut and jumps up, that'll be a, a you know situation for for whenever that comes. Uh, I do foresee when when Wyatt does you know eventually come up to make his debut, him getting a lot of DH days. And a lot more rotational schedule with, you know, those four outfielders, Evan Carter, Adolis Garcia, um, and Leody Tavares. Uh, just because, you it you know, why it's a serviceable outfielder, but with Leody, Evan, and, and Adolis, it's really hard to, to make that defensive switch, especially with how Bruce Bochy really, you know, thrives off of defense in this game. So uh, I think, you know, those are uh, – it's it's hard decisions to make, but it's good to have hard decisions to make in this game. So I think when – you know, all is said and done and all of these roster moves are made, it'll be um, 
interesting to see how Bruce and, and CY kind of mix and match all of these things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, I mean, once Leody comes up, it kind of brings up a really interesting idea because you, you mentioned all the young guys uh, that at least we can really anticipate being up at the major league level or that we can maybe see possibly making it to the major league level, either breaking camp or at some point during the season is Leody the chief of the guys that could be made? I don't, I don't have the right word, but like expendable in a way, or like become a really good trade piece, possibly. Or is there another guy that maybe comes to mind as a situation where he could possibly end up in that place? Uh, yeah, I think there's a, a few guys, especially you know once you get deeper into the system, that could you know be on their way out of the door. I think Justin Foskey is a, one of the biggest guys that a lot of people are kind of shocked that are that is still in this organization, especially with he's a second baseman. He is um, he's a depth option, especially when, when you have Marcus Simeon and then you have Ezekiel Duran, Josh Smith, uh, you know, Corey Seager at shortstop. There's a lot of, you know, different guys that can play his position. So that's somebody who could ultimately, you know, be on his way out. I wouldn't, you know, put money on that or anything at this point. Uh, but it, it's very interesting that, you know, so many of these guys have, you know, stuck around for as long as they have, and, you know, Chris Young always says it takes two to make a trade, so it can't be, um, you know, I'm sure there were conversations that happened, especially at last year's trade deadline where the Rangers did ship off two middle infielders for, for Scherzer and Montgomery. Um, but, you know, a lot will have to happen, I think, with, you know, guys are being shipped in and out uh, via trade. Uh, before we let you go here, Kennedy, I guess two questions. I'll, I'll begin with this one. What what player are you most excited to watch? Because I know for me, Justin Foscue is that guy, particularly because they, they're putting a first base glove in his hand and trying to get him work there. And that would seem to you know tell me that they're really trying to find a way to get him, you know, keep him on the roster and have him available to do many things. What player is kind of catching your fascination that you'll kind of keep an eye on in a, in a significant way? Yeah, I think all, all of those young pitchers I'm really, like, keeping a close eye on. The, those three I wrote about, Zach Kent, Colwyn, Owen White, I think are going to be super important, like I said. Jack Leiter, I'm really interested to see if he finally puts this all together and, you know, forces the Rangers to make a move to, to get him on the big league roster. Um, that's a guy that the Rangers have really never lost hope in, even as, you know, externally things got a little dicey. Um, so there's a lot to watch for. I know um, when you look at this roster, it's a lot of guys returning from – you know, the team that just won the World Series outside of Jordan Montgomery and, um, and Mitch Garver, like you said. So um, a lot of my interest is kind of elsewhere when, you know, a lot of these young guys, these upper level levels of the minors that could contribute down the line this season. And finally, uh, you're out in surprise, Arizona. Um, obviously, a lot of work to be done. Keep an eye on this team. What, what What's something that you're hoping to get done or hoping or that you enjoy doing when you actually get a little you time out there in Arizona? Uh, my, my favorite thing to do when I'm out here in Arizona is there's a, this great book bar out in Phoenix. It's a, it's a bookstore that also has a bar in the middle of it. Uh, they have some great wine out there, and I love to just, you know, if I have an off day, I'll bring a book and uh, post up with a couple glasses of wine for a little bit and, you know, have a good time. Sounds like a good time to me. Yeah, Blake, Blake yeah, is our resident wine connoisseur, and that is such a writer answer. Is to go to a book club. <laughs> but you know, it's one of the reasons that we always greatly appreciate you giving us a little bit of your time. Kennedy Landry, MLB.com, at Ken Landry, K E N N L A N D R Y on Twitter. Kennedy, we appreciate you greatly. Awesome. Thank you all so much for having me. There you go. There you go. Kennedy Landry, MLB.com.
uh, and going probably headed directly to the book bar immediately after our yeah. conversation. I mean, what is that? That's like my 30th interview or something. I feel like we're, we're racking them up now. How do you feel? I feel pretty I feel pretty comfy now. I feel pretty comfy now. Just something. Okay, I was about to go into like interview mode, but we don't got time for that. Uh, How do you feel? <laughs> it's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan coming up next. Let's go around the NFL uh, where could Dak Prescott reset the quarterback market? We'll talk about that and more next on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Anatoly here with you alongside Blake Elliott. We got Ross Lebensky on the ones and twos and you rolling with us on a Wednesday evening in the Metroplex. Uh, thanks for doing that, however you're listening, wherever you're listening. Thanks for making us a part of your evening. You can, We can be a part. You can be a part of our evening as well. There we go. And we can uh, be a part of their evening too. That's right. Well, I mean, that's. I feel like that's already happening with We're, them listening. So that what I'm saying is that you can reciprocate by texting in yes. to the truckwreck.com. You feel what I'm saying? I had to go through that myself. I had to go through the flow chart of how that works. But ultimately, we got it right on the get right. And you could be a part of the get right by texting in to the truckwreck.com text line. There that number go. is 877-881-1053. Or you can hang out in uh, in one of the various text lounges, chat lounges that happen on the internet, uh, 105 Through the Fan on YouTube, where we're having big-time conversations in here about how to fix the Cowboys. I appreciate y'all's hard work. I'll forward that to Jerry Jones. And then on the Twitch chat, twitch.tv slash DallasFanCam, they're hanging out as well. Um, and we have fun doing that. I love the word lounge that you use right there. Chat lounge. I know. I was about to say, does that lounge come with, like, bottle service? Bottle service. Maybe I'm not sure, lounge. but I do know that there's, like, shade sofas and stuff, okay. so you can really... You can really lay out, have a good time. I'm lying, obviously. Is it at least it's like kind of like uh, what is it called? Like blocked off from the other lounges, so uh, it's kind of like a roped off. There's an exclusivity. Yeah. No, no hey. exclusivity. We're, we're we're for the people here. I don't know what you're trying you to do. You said you're joking, but digital chat rooms and having lounges, it's not. No, I, I know, that's but too crazy. But 
the idea is there's not going to be a sofa for you uh, in the digital lounge. Someone make it. I know y'all are smart I don't with know AI. What are you basically? I don't know. You're basically saying like NFTs. That that doesn't make sense. I don't understand what's happening. VR, in the, and therefore I take it as disrespect. Uh, let's go ahead and go around the NFL here on the Get Right on 105 through the fan. And you know what? This around the NFL is here to make you angry. Why do I say that? Because Jordan Schultz of Bleach Report, very good reporter, um, has this rumor. Um, he reported earlier today that, of course, we're entering uh, the last season of Dak Prescott's contract as a Dallas Cowboy. Obviously, uh, he would carry a cap hit of a million and a half and a thousand trillion dollars. Yep. I don't. I think that's the technical number. Like um, a jillion. Yeah. No. Um, the math checks out. That's right. Uh, but no, uh, the the quote being. That Dak Prescott, the rumor rather, will reset the quarterback market, commanding a deal worth $60 million a year, making him the highest paid player because currently the highest paid player in the league on average annual value. Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow, $55 million annually. And so we are back in this time, I hate to tell you, because we went through multiple instances of this. We did this a lot with Tony Romo. We did this with Dak Prescott the first time around. Where we just spent hours and hours and hours talking about his contract. And here we are again. Welcome. I hope that you were able to take some time off, enjoy some off seasons. We're back to quarterback contract talk, uh, especially within the situation of setting the market and the number and all of these things. And yeah, there we go. Uh, What was your initial reaction to hearing the number 60 million as that is uh, supposedly where Dak Prescott could set the market uh, for quarterbacks? Um, I didn't feel great. I, I'll be honest with you, Reggie and the Tolos. I didn't feel great about that number. The unfortunate, unfortunate part about this, guys, is they don't really have much leverage. I mean, what are you going to do? Say no and w- let him walk and roll into the season with Cooper Rush and Trey Lance? Well, so, he, he's still on con- under yeah, contract he's still under this contract. year. You either, you either do that or you have that huge cap hit or you restructure and give him his money and backload it and go get all these free agents that we've talked about on numerous shows. Which would gen- that would just then throw a lot of uh, that cap hit on the 2025 season, Correct. which you know what? Sounds kind of like all in if that's the way that you wanted to go yeah. about that. Yeah. It, I, I don't know if they're able to, and you, maybe you can let me know, Reggie, do like a two, three-year thing. I don't know if Dak would not be wanting. I don't know. Well, this is the thing, right? The shorter the deal that you do, the, the fewer more. years that you have to do the accounting Correct. of you know the salary cap so because this is the thing and ca loves mentioning this and he's very right in this regard hey man the salary cap is just about accounting right this is just where do you put the ones and zeros of various other digits that you put into the spreadsheet um and so teams typically want to sign longer deals because hey now we can move the cap hits in various places and we could take you know cap hit that's supposed to be here and push it off to there right hello spongebob uh patrick mean right uh, why don't we take the cap hit and push it over there, right? Uh, but it, the shorter contract deal that you do, the fewer places that you could push that. And that's really the benefit of signing that extension. But as you mentioned, the issue ends up being Dak Prescott has, if not all of, most of the leverage in the fact that, and I know uh, I'm going to stop my sentence mid-sentence to talk about this, but on the on the YouTube chat, Lil Dallas Cowboy, appreciate you listening, uh, on there was talking about the idea of I I say you trade Dak Prescott while you still can. Is it possible to get a first or second rounder? That all sounds fine and dandy. Dak Prescott has a no trade clause. Yep. Unless he wants to go in a trade, he will not be traded. Dak Prescott also has a clause in his contract in which you cannot franchise tag him. You cannot transition tag him. None of those things are available. Exclusive, and so, non-exclusive, forget about it. <laughs> you are in a place where either you negotiate 
or you restructure and take those hits and let him walk. Like, those are your two options. And the Cowboys, in the ways in which they are not great at negotiating, have made it very apparent. Although, it's good, right? Like, you defend your quarterback. You stand up for the dudes that are on your roster. Like, there, there's there's some something admirable to that, and players notice that and see that. However, right, when it comes down to the bare bones of the negotiation, you have given up a lot of leverage in being entirely, wholeheartedly committed to Dak Prescott in that way. And so it's very possible that you end up in a place where Dak Prescott sets the market, especially because it seems like they believe in him like a quarterback who sets the market. And then we end up in the place where it's just next man up on the contract negotiations. We know this with what, quarterbacks. What do you think about the the text chat? Um, three different people saying let him walk. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that would want to do that. At the very least, for the immediate upcoming year, you got to do some level of restructuring. Like, I understand that on the back end, some people want to let them walk, and I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's not been my perspective in the way that I viewed uh, the NFL. You just let dudes walk, especially dudes of a certain caliber, regardless of how you feel. And I know that there's reasons to feel this way. Um, If you are inclined to lean into the idea of quarterback wins, uh, Dak Prescott is tied with a couple of quarterbacks whose names I am forgetting in this moment, though, for worst uh, winning percentage in the postseason, um, uh, minimum five games, right? And so, with that being the case, like that's not really what you—that's not really what you want. Um, oh, Alex Smith and Billy Kilmer, right? And so, look, there's reasons for you to be upset, but I still think that he's a caliber quarterback where you typically don't move on from. Maybe that's an antiquated uh, thought process in the NFL as it currently, as it continues to move and you know evolve. But uh, I don't. I also more than anything understand that I don't think that that's where the Joneses are and where they operate. So it's quite possible that you need to get yourself prepared for to to see that that situation now. Before we move on, I do think that we should uh, make note of the fact that um, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm going to be completely forthcoming as we continue around the NFL. <laughs> we make um, note of that. That's right. That's right. We keep going. Uh, I, I'll save that audio for another time, but I will let you know that Amazon Prime Video is going to pay a record $120 million for exclusive rights to an NFL playoff game after the upcoming 2024 season. With, uh, according to front office sports. Man, this money just keeps getting bigger and bigger for the NFL, which is why these contracts are going to keep going up. And I think why when we need to talk about quarterback contracts in particular or many contracts in, in general, we, we probably need to stop using like raw numbers because $60 million ends up looking big. But if we do this as percentage of the salary cap, it's a little bit more powerful I mean, and we can look at it a little bit more. We thought the same way when they did the $40 million. Well, It was 40 right? When they yeah. originally, and everyone was yeah. like, oh my gosh, yeah. Dak Forty. And now he's like, not even, I don't think even in the top five. Like he's towards the Daniel Jones kind of middle upper tier range. So, uh, I mean, it, it's all numbers when you, when you, the salary cap keeps increasing with these huge TV deals and streamings coming in. And like I've said, Taylor Swift, all this money coming into the NFL means you increase the salary cap because it's the revenue that the NFL brings in. Therefore 60 million will be nothing one day and it'll be $90 million quarterbacks in a couple years from now. And 60 million will be nothing, but I think it's just the perception of my quarterback's the highest paid in the league, the narratives that go with it. And if you're not happy with your quarterback, that just makes you more angry. And I know there's a lot of Cowboys fans that are not. But, yes, Amazon Prime Video. They can pay for Dak's contract. $120 million. They got the bread. Yeah, I don't don't think they're going to pay directly, though. I don't think that goes all the way around. But, yeah, that's Jeff Bezos cutting a check to Jerry Jones. Hey, here you go, buddy. Wait, so that one twenty million is that for literally one game? As if I'm reading this right, to an NFL playoff game, they wow. will have the right to a. And I, 
I'm not even sure if they're going to get a good one, right? Like, and that's what I'm thinking. Like the, the them wild card games are playoff games, right? The, but the Texan games, the shaky game where it's like three thirty on a whoa, Saturday. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow, that's nasty. I thought you were. I was about to say yeah, the Texans are good football. They no, were, no, just like, time slot. but like that first playoff game is like three thirty on How a Saturday. How dare you besmirch his light skinned brother CJ Stroud? And you, it's just like that? it's always just kind of like a weird game. So that's what just interests me. It's like wow, and you'll be able to see it on Amazon Prime. Okay, so <laughs> I, game. I had to look up how much the Peacock pay for theirs, and apparently they paid $110 million for their playoff. Game. Price of the brick going up. So t- $10 million, What is that, $10 million? That's yeah. not that. Well, eh, it's not. Eh. And, I w- and I imagine, though, that, that you're also going to be significantly less mad than P- that Peacock game made everybody. Because most people have. More people have Amazon Prime, I, yeah. I imagine. Man, people are so mad. Because, bro, who has Peacock? It was so hilarious. It was. People. It, I had to be outside in order to see what the reaction was to that because it was hilarious. It felt like a joke when it was on Peacock. They were not. Pre- Amazon they, Prime makes sense. Okay, we've seen a couple games already on here. A lot of people have Amazon Prime. Peacock was like, we know y'all ain't got it. <laughs> like, go ahead and subscribe. And that's why they had. They were on NBC. They started the game. They were like, we want to get you a little taste of this game so that you're going to be mad when it turns off. Yeah. And the people were. People were, there was a lot of, I remember there was a lot of people who signed up and immediately canceled that thing. I want to know what Get their numbers were. I'm going to look that up on the break, what their numbers were after It was the out game. there. It was out there. It was out there. Um... We'll get you some more uh, so these NFL news as we continue on the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. I spent too much time talking about Dak Prescott, but that's not a problem. It's your home with the Cowboys and World Series champion, Texas Rangers, yep. 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, though, which prospects could determine how round one of the NFL draft goes here in a couple of months? Let's do some hypothetical thinking. We'll do it next on The Fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. 